Hi folks this is your dispatch riders podcast a series bringing you exciting and enthralling indian war stories stories about great indian battles stories about incidents that happened during war time and finally stories about the brave men and great leaders of the indian armed forces stay tuned with me Hello folks and welcome to the Dispatch Riders podcast. In this second season, I'm bringing to you stories about famous generals of the Indian Army. Today's episode is about Lieutenant General Inderjit Singh Gill or Inder Gill as he was popularly known. I have often wondered how easy or hard it is to compress an entire life of this soldier in general into a podcast of just a few minutes. This is a humble attempt to pay tribute to one of India's finest soldiers, a distinguished general, leader and trainer about whom very few outside the army circles know. So let's get straight into the life and times of Lieutenant General Inderjit Singh Gill. Inderjit Singh Gill was born to a Sikh father and English mother in 1919 in Chennai. His father was a Royal Medical Corps doctor and Inder was one of four sons. After finishing school in Chennai, Inder went to England to complete his studies. It was because of the fact that he was half English biologically and spent a good part of his life in England that Inder was more of an Englishman and less of a Sardar. that explained his clipped english accent and absence of a turban and beard inder was a gora saab in more ways than one inder finished school in 1939 and had good enough marks to pursue engineering at the edinburgh university he however enlisted with the famous black watch a scottish regiment in 1941 shortly after the outbreak of world war 2 Inder was to prove his mettle as a soldier and commando very early in his career. In 1942, Inder got involved in what came to be known as the Harling Mission, which was to thwart the Axis strength in Greece and in the Mediterranean region through undercover operations. Inder was part of the team that destroyed the Gorgopotamus Bridge in Greece in November 1942. On the 50th anniversary of the blowing up of the Gorgopotamus bridge in Greece, six of the survivors of the Harling mission reunited. Inder Gill, who was part of the mission, also attended the reunion of sorts. 
Welcome back. Soon after the World War was over, Inder decided to give up his commission in the British Army and joined the Indian Army in January 1948. What followed was a distinguished career in the army that consisted of a variety of command and staff appointments. Inder passed the staff college course in 1955. He joined the course as a major and got his promotion to lieutenant colonel while midway through the course after finishing staff college in the gotis command that of the 1st battalion the parachute regiment more commonly known as one para in 1955 in 1959 in the went back to staff college this time as directing staff or instructor in layman's terms at that time major general and later field marshal manikshaw was the commandant of the staff college and in this capacity was the reviewing officer of inder's performance appraisal this is what manikshaw had to write in inder's annual confidential report and i quote this officer is undoubtedly my most efficient and best ds he has great professional integrity sound common sense and the ability to understand and analyze military problems quickly and accurately as a teacher he is sympathetic painstaking and is deeply respected by both his colleagues and his student fellow officers he is straightforward and calls a spade a spade he can be relied on to give an honest opinion though he knows it may be unpalatable this officer would be a credit to the army and i feel he should be considered for accelerated promotion unquote in the staff college stint was followed by brigade and division level commands thereafter in the was appointed director military training i'll be back after a short break stay with me Welcome again. During the 1971 war between India and Pakistan, Inder was appointed Director of Military Operations, where he played a pivotal and a stellar role in coordinating military operations that ultimately led to India's victory. Major General and later Lieutenant General J. F. R. Jacob was the Chief of Staff of the Eastern Army Command of the Indian Army. Eastern Command Army was fighting the war in East Pakistan to liberate Bangladesh. General Jacob's role was to coordinate the efforts of the Eastern Command Army, the army headquarters and so on. At army headquarters Jacob's professional interactions were mainly with Inder Gill. This is what Jacob had to say about Inder and I quote Inder Gill was an officer of very high caliber practical competent and down to earth he had the courage of his convictions was not afraid to take decisions and could shoulder responsibility inder stood out head and shoulders above the other staff officers at army headquarters he played a pivotal role in the operations both in the eastern and western theaters for which he should be given due recognition unquote After the 1971 war Inder commanded 4 corps at Tezpur 
and he was finally appointed the general officer commanding in chief of the western army command before he retired in 1979 in the gills career record might not be different from that of other generals who rose to that rank but he demonstrated exceptional qualities because of which he stood out i'll be back with you after a very short break One of the foremost things for which Inder was admired by not only the men he commanded but also his seniors was the depth of professional knowledge and clarity of thinking and because of this quality Inder proved to be an exceptional instructor Inder was also known to work hard and party hard his capacity to put in hard work was also folklore in the army there were many a time when he would party hard till the early hours of the morning return home sit down to work and by the opening hours of office produce multiple pages of neat handwritten accounts of war plans strategy tactics and so on his propensity to party hard and his weakness for the bottle also did not escape the attention of his seniors many of whom made it a point to make a mention in his annual confidential reports of his nuisance value once he got drunk many appraisers felt that an otherwise brilliant officer would lose out due to his fondness of alcohol inder was to prove all of them wrong right through his career so confident was he of his professional capabilities that he had the moral courage to stand upright in front of any senior be it an officer or as was proved in some cases even politicians there are two instances which i would like to relate to illustrate this once during 1971 as director of military operations inder was to give a briefing to prime minister indira gandhi and defense minister jagjivan ram everyone gathered in the room but the chatter did not cease after waiting for several minutes inder turned to sam manikshaw the army chief and said sam there's a war going on and i better see how it's progressing why don't you take over and he walked out when he was gc of 4 corps his boss was lieutenant general nc rolly the army commander of the eastern command there was an incident where the army commander heard about the ways in which inder ran his command General Rolly decided to write to Inder about it. Inder received his boss's letter and immediately shot off a reply. The contents of the letter with Inder's reply are as follows and I quote I acknowledge the receipt of your letter for which I thank you. You have no business to interfere in my command. I am surprised in fact I am ashamed to know that you as my senior officer would listen to people who carry tales. If you do not like my way of command then you can remove me thanking you yours very sincerely as ever inder unquote during the same tenure as general officer commanding number no. 4 corps at tezpur inder was informed of a planned visit of the defense minister devilal 
Inder waited at Tezpur airport for an hour. He then rang up the chief of army staff and advised him that the defense minister has kept me waiting for an hour and I have work to do so I am leaving. But I have left my chief of staff to receive him. During the war, Inder was at the helm of affairs as director of military operations. Ryuma has it that he did not go home for 14 days and remained in his operational headquarters. But despite the tension, he was unflappable even then. One story goes that Inder was on his desk trying to catch a quick nap when the vice chief of the army staff rang up and wanted to know the status at various war fronts. I was dreaming of my wife, said Inder. I'll let you know if anything exciting happens. And Inder hung up. After the war, Inder played an equally important role in delineating the line of control that divided the northern disputed Kashmir state between the rival claimants, India and Pakistan. Long after the war was over, Inder kept the operations directorate busy with formulation and documentation of after-action reports, lessons learned, and so on. Inder went on to command the Western Command as Army Commander. It was here that Inder, having got provoked by a controversial newspaper article, acted without discretion and shot off an angry response to the editor in his official capacity. His letter was published the next day and this became a huge controversy with the opposition in cashing upon the situation and the government facing embarrassment. Inder, who with his exceptional career record and a long string of medals including seven of them from other countries, the PVSM and the Padma Bhushan, was undoubtedly in line for the top position of the chief of the army staff. Whether he missed the opportunity due to the fact that he shot himself in the foot with the letter to the editor or something else went wrong will never be known. But it is clear that Inder not becoming the Indian Army Chief was the loss of the army, the government and the nation. Because officers like Inder don't come along so easily. So that was Inder Gill for you, ladies and gentlemen. A thorough professional hugely respected and admired through the rank and file of the army a true paratrooper you may not believe it when i tell you that he made his last para jump at the age of 70 in the died of illness on 31st may 2001 at the military hospital in chennai in presence of his wife mona and his three children but soldiers like in the gill don't die they just fade away I hope you like the story of Lieutenant General Indrajit Singh Gill. I'll be back soon with yet another episode of another famous general of the Indian Army. Till then, it's your dispatch rider signing off. Bye for now. <laughs>